What's up, everyone? Uh, welcome back to the Blue Dogs Lacrosse podcast, and uh, we're back at it today with the Extreme Makeover Chrome Edition. Uh, we're gonna be talking about if you couldn't figure out from that, you know, pawn. We're gonna talk about the Chrome. You know, attack, midfield, goalie. You know the you know the drill. Uh, we got the boys back: Carson, Luke, Tambo, and uh, Serrano is having some technical difficulties, so we'll have to fill in for him. Uh, yeah, he died. Sorry, guys. It's Blue Dogs time. And there's Sam with another hot take. Malarkey! This is an utter sham. You hate to see it. This is Carson and Sam coming to you with the Blue Dogs Laxcast. All right, guys. So, like you heard in the intro, we're doing the Chrome today. And, uh... And Sam got, has balls in his mouth. As usual. Uh, we got Tambo here. Yes. Tambo waved at the people. Why, hello. He waved. I'm back. Waved. Yeah, I was wondering if he was going to say anything or just No, nah, I said wave. Awkwardly. I said wave. He oh, waved. yeah, dude. They heard that wave so loud. Wave. That's a metaphorical wave. It's a verbal wave. Well, we're going to get right into it. And uh, I don't know. I think, uh, I think we'll, let, we'll let Tambo lead it off this time. All right, we'll so start starting off with the attack... <laughs> Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna start off with uh, Ty Thompson, pretty easy one here. Uh, he only played in four games, you know, not not a whole lot. However, there's four games this season, so you know if he's gonna be playing in all of them, we'll see what's up. I believe he he is not going to be on the. Is he sitting? Is that correct? Ty Thompson was on the res- restricted part. Restricted. Of the he will yes, not exactly. be going. What did I say? Restricted. Restricted. So whatever. I can't speak. It's all pretty good. basic one. You know, we don't have to talk too much about that. But moving in, uh, actually, I'll cover uh, Brendan Cavanaugh real quick. Hofstra, all CAA guy, new guy this year, so we'll see how he looks. But this is the three that's important. This is what you need to mark down. This is who's going to be on the scouting reports. Jordan Wolf, Justin Gutterding, Matt Gaudette. I'm going to start here with Jordan Wolf. Um, Team USA guy, two national championships. And he had 39 total points, so high production uh, guy. As good as good as that is, I just I want to see more out of him. You know? I, I feel just, like I do want to see more out of him. Like we're asking for a lot, but like <laughs> probably the, he, probably he's the fastest a, guy in the league too. Yeah, if you watch nah, this Danny guy Ike, dodge, bro, Danny Ike. <laughs> shut your mouth. If you watch this guy dodge, he, like there's very limited people that are gonna like stop him. Um, very very great dodger and a sister, and he can put it in the back of the net too. All-around player, and I think this complements Mac all that, and I'll get to that in a second. I just wanted to shout out Lower Marion High School, which is where Jordan Wolf went. Uh, R.I.P. Kobe, because uh, Kobe also went there, and our boy uh, Josh Reinhardt went to Upper Marion, so pretty close to where yeah, Jordan so Wolf like the grew same up. thing, you know. Maybe uh, Reinhardt will be the next Jordan Wolf. The same you never but know. Not. No, definitely not. Definitely not gonna be the next Jordan Wolf. You never know. You never know. But no, I do know. Have you seen him? More of a Mac Audet type. Yeah, much more of a Mac. He is a Mac Audet type. If Mac Audet like ate his weight in cheese puffs. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow. Jeez. Riga, what you gonna do? Nothing, oh. bro. I call him fat to his face. Oh my gosh. Well, speaking of Mac Audet, straight out of Yale, tore Tom watch list in this last shortened season. Uh. He had 142 career goals, so he's putting in the back of the net. And I think when you have Jordan Wolf dodging and this guy's getting open, like that's a dangerous combination you have there. 
And that's just two of the guys. Like, I'm already, I'd already be kind of scared of that. And then you're adding Justin Gutterding to the mix, Woo! who had 43 Gutty. points. A Duke player, and he had a, let, let me just say, a handful Gutterding, of awards. Gutterding was third in the league in points. Yes. Let me, just, let me just rattle Schreiber. off a few of these uh, college awards, just a few of them. A very small portion of what he has. Let me start. NCAA, all-time leading scorer, 212 points. Three-time All-American, three-time All-ACC selection, 2018 ACC Player of the Year, the 2018 ACC Scholar uh, Athlete of the Year, and the 2015 ACC Rookie of the Year. That just means he's smart. That doesn't mean anything. Okay, but he's an intelligent player. But you know who else was smart? Was Ben Reeves at Yale. And what that Ben Reeves and that Mac Aldeck connection, when they won the national championship, I tell you what, that was something deadly. So I look to see Justin Gutterding kind of – Justin Gutterding and Mac Aldeck kind of emulate that with a uh, what he had with Ben Reeves, um, and I'm a conspiracy. I'm the Water Dogs trade Ben Reeves, trade Ben Reeves to the crowd. That hot take right there. Honestly, if they did, I'm not starting him over Jordan Wolf or Justin Gutterding. I agree. No, with I'll put him at midi. Put him at midi. Put him at midi. Put him up top. Which, I don't know uh, if Ben Reeves is a big from up top guy. I don't know yeah, if he really watched isn't. him die before. <laughs> but I want to make a point here. So, Carson, you said, you know, yeah, Gaudet's going to be on the scouting list. Um, so, I'm going to bring back something from the first episode when you were saying, oh, Grant Ahmed, don't worry about him because he's coming out of college. Where's Matt Gaudet coming out of? Huh? College. Yeah, yeah, but listen, listen. There are two other Grant guys. Grant Ahmed is better than Matt Gaudet. Different players. I wouldn't. Different players, different players. Different styles. Still better. Sam is like blowing the archers so hard right now. You're the moron that was like, no, I'm only going to look at Rambler because he, or sorry, Ryan Ambler. That's his like Instagram tag. I'm going to look at Ryan Ambler because he actually played, you know, who knows? Amen could the bed. You know, we're going to talk about Ryan Ambler. No, go to hell. Wow. I'm still mad about it. We didn't cuss this whole episode, and then you just had to blow it right there, didn't I, you? I don't care. I don't care. This is more work for you, bud. Yeah, that's fine. All right, are you done with the attack? I'm done. You know, you can move right. to your midfield. Move to my middies. Well, everybody, we're going to start off with the milkman, Connor Farrell. He, uh, he was se- so he was second in overall wins, uh, 54.5% of his uh, face-offs he won, and uh, unlike... You know, like people we described was like Tommy Kelly, um, unlike Stephen Kelly, where they kind of had like room for improvement. There is room for improvement, but I think it's going to be a lot more incremental compared to like Bones Kelly, who won. Uh, we posted on our Instagram today. He won the last four games. He won like 64% of his clamps, which is like Trevor Baptiste level. Um, and Tommy Kelly at least won like was the best faceoff midi in terms of winning like the first clamp. Just not quite an overall wins. Um, so the difference in Connor Farrell is he was pretty consistent throughout the season. Uh, the only difference between like the first and second half is the Chrome finding was like, F it, Connor Farrell, take everything. Um, which led to them winning more because uh, all they were doing was basically giving away losses to the other guy they had, which is like uh, Drew Simino. Um, he's not that much of a scoring threat. Again, that's where he can maybe grow. He only had one goal and one assist. So you know, we'll maybe see him put a few more in the back of the net, maybe pass it off a little more. Um, but Cromers, they're fine at the FOGO position. Yeah, another thing um, to say go- about Connor Farrell is, like, look, he's a D2 guy coming out. This past year was his first time, I would say, where, you know, he got a taste of what pro lacrosse is like. 
he got a taste of those kind of guys he's going against, and he did more than okay. So he's had this whole year to kind of reshape his training. I saw he was doing some jujitsu, dropping a bunch of weight, getting ready for the season. Ooh. I'm expecting some big things out of Connor Farrell just since he Look, has more man. experience now. I mean, this guy's ceiling, I feel like, is a lot higher than some other face-off guys just because he hasn't been training at as high a level maybe as them, those D1 guys, for as long. And he, like I said, he was he was doing pretty well last year. So we'll see. I like, I, like, I think he definitely has a high ceiling. And he, he, I think we're definitely going to see an improvement this year from last year. Uh, I just don't know how, like, I don't know. We'll see. Like, he's definitely going to be better. And the Chrome are going to be really good with him. I, I want to see exactly, like, I don't, for, like, Bones Kelly and for Tommy Kelly, like, my, well, maybe not Tommy Kelly, but for Bones Kelly specifically, I'm kind of looking at him to, like, put together a really strong year because of, like, that massive growth he had at the end. Like, okay, if he can put together, like, a whole year of something like that, like, that'll be pretty good. Connor Farrell, like, I would expect him to, like, you know, maybe from 54, maybe he jumps, like, 58%, which is still really good. Um, so, something like that. And maybe, like, he scores a little bit more, things like that, but... Uh, moving on to, to the O-mids. Um, so, the Chrome have a pretty solid first line. Uh, depth uh, could be an issue in terms of their at least short stick guys. Uh, so, they have Ned Crotty, John Rannigan, and Jordan McIntosh. Uh, all three did really well. Uh, Ned Crotty had 17 goals, 9 assists. Uh, Crotty was also the third best midfielder in terms of points. He was 11th overall in points. Uh, Crotty also is a very diverse guy. He is one of two players to score three goals from up top and from, um, at X. The only other guy I think was Connor, uh, Connor Kelly. And, uh, he can go both ways. He's one of seven players to have scored five goals with his left and right. Um, he's just a really nice, like all around scoring threat. Uh, I, Crotty, I think, is going to be a nice focal point for their offense. Uh, and then on top of that, I think we're going to see a lot of growth out of John Rannigan. Uh, because, so he had 12 goals, 3 assists. He had 2 2 bombs, but he's got a really fast shot. Both hands, like, I think he's, he's a lefty dominant, but his righty was coming along last season. And I think John Rannigan's going to produce a little bit more than he did this past season. He had 12 goals, 3 assists. He had 2 2 bombs. Uh, I, I would expect John Rannigan to make a leap from last year, just like from what I saw from him down the stretch, like he was looking a lot stronger, more confident. Um, and then third guy on their line is Jordan McIntosh, who had 20 goals, two assists. Uh, Jordan McIntosh didn't score any two bombs, so maybe you know, he's not quite like a long-distance threat, but obviously he can still put it in the back of the net. Um, that's, I mean, that's a really strong line. It's as strong as we've seen from anybody, but... The issue compared to like what we looked at before, you know, like with the Atlas, they had a bunch of guys, um, you know, chaos had maybe not the like robust scoring as these guys, but they had a number of guys that were scoring like 10, 12 goals a year, you know, um, and archers have enough depth for two full, like solid lines. The issue with the Chrome is that their depth is not, I don't think it's quite there. They have Justin Turry who didn't play a game last year, um, but he was really solid. He went to Duke, two-time All-American. He was an honorable mention, and then a second-team All-American his senior year. Um, he scored 122 points. I think he was like third in like Duke's all his all-time history of scoring in like the postseason. Um, he he can play. You know, he's not a bad player at all. But he just didn't play last year, so we're not entirely sure what we're looking at. I I would say he'll be a solid rotational player. 
Um, it looks like the Chrome, in terms of their midfield group, are looking to maybe kind of keep their, their D-mids on for a little bit, keep their poles on, because they only have this one line of, like, solid guys. Uh, their last, like, definitive O-mid is this guy, Donnie Moss. I don't know who the hell this guy is, because he's 33 years old. He scored 16 goals in nine years of MLL plays. I... I don't know. He wasn't even picked up on the waiver wire. Like I don't know where this guy came from. It. We'll see. I. I don't know what else to say about him. That. That's it. Um. Moving on to the D mids. We got. I'm gonna save the best for last. We got Sam Duggan. He was a senior at Cornell last year. They picked him up off waivers. He had six cost turnovers in five games last year. Uh, honorable mention, All American. Uh, I think he's gonna be a really solid player to compliment. Will Haas, who is an actual god. Uh, The man, the myth, the legend. The man, the myth, the legend, Will Haas. But real quick about Sam Duggan. Um, He's been a really solid, like, Ivy League player for a couple years. Like, he's gotten, I think, about one turnover in every game. He gets a bunch of ground balls. Uh, I think he's going to be a really nice compliment to Will Haas, who, like I said, is an actual god. Team USA... Uh, Mitty, uh, he had four cost turnovers last year, so he's not exactly the guy that's going to get you the turnover, but he's not getting scored on. He he will lock up anybody you put him on. He locked up Connor Fields. I mean, he put he, the straps on Connor Fields. He, he gave Connor Fields a strap. He didn't lock like, him up, bro. He strapped him, bro. He strapped. It doesn't matter, bro. Whoever whoever he's covering, you're not scoring. He he is he's like you know if we're talking about like the best D mids, it's like Will Haas, Mark Lucini. Ty Warner, you know, like th- those three, you know, Dominique Alexander, you can maybe put in there. Like those those four. Nasty. Cre- cream of the crop. Um, crop of the cream. Shut up. <laughs> uh, he had four goals. So, you know, he, he, he can kind of score, you know, but clearly he's like mostly a D-mid. I mean, that's pretty much all I got to say on him, you know. Black Solid guy, you know, he's putting in the work. Putting in the work. Tambo. Having a good D midi is very important, as Tambo will talk about when he gets to defense. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a super important part of the game, and it's a guy that can push transition as well. Exactly. So, Tambo, bring us, bring us to their, their revamped event, defense because they brought in, like, a bunch of guys. Yeah, definitely. Like Carson was saying, I mean, some guy, some teams, I would say, rely more on their LSMs to kind of carry that burden of transitioning the ball from defense to offense like you know a guy like Scott Radliff you know or who's the first that comes to mind or anyone like that who's like kind of a scoring threat um but like I say Chrome kind of gives that role more to Will Haas but another guy that it all starts with on their defensive end I'd say is Jesse Bernhardt I mean Team oh, USA sure. guy. Big pickup for them. Uh, Adam Maryland defenseman he was a stud there who's a Torton nominee as a defenseman not many yes, of those. Sir. Not many of those happen. Okay, he's won uh, the gold medal with Team USA in 2018. Was also on that 2014 team. So he's he's been around the block. And um, I have his jersey on my wall right now, baby. Yeah, I he's he's one of the best. <laughs> simply put, he's one of the best. Right. Um, then kind of going down the the list here, we got Mike Manley. He's kind of a vet in the league. I mean, he's been around for quite a while. He's in the later stages of his career, but him and Jesse Bernhard are kind of gonna lend to some uh, leadership on that um, defensive side of the ball. Then we got Foster Huggins, um, who not a lot of people might recognize that name, but 
a guy who was a stud at Loyola, coming out of Loyola. Um, yes, he was sir. traded to the Chrome. He, he was on the Whip Snakes last year, He was. Year too. He was traded to the Chrome this year. And uh, I'm really expecting big things out of him. He's a smaller guy, um, but might lend well to covering some of those smaller attackmen, like we were saying, maybe a Connor Fields type. Um, but he's he's probably not going to be covering those uh, those Chris Cloutier or anything like that. But quick guy, <laughs> deadly uh, accurate um, stick jacks. But, yeah, I'm expecting him to step up. And then kind of rounding out their defense here, um, a guy they picked up in the draft was Reese Eddy out of Boston University this year. I got to say, I love seeing these smaller school guys ending up in the PLL. Boston University, the, you know, they're not Hopkins, they're not Duke, they're not UNC, they're not Maryland. They're not getting talked about a bunch. But I tell you what, they got some they got some ballers, and I think this guy is one of them. So let's look to see. They got some veteran presences. They got some young guys. So I think their defense has got a lot of potential. And like you said, mm-hmm. um, you can't understate – how important that D mid position is, and they got they got a guy, they got a guy there. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I think which it'll I mean it'll help them a lot to have those. those and I think Sam Duggan's gonna be really good for them. I think they have, they probably have one of the like they I'd say they're on par with like the Archers D mid group. Um, I looked at the Atlas like the Atlas group was like solid. Chaos was suspect because they had Glassini, but not necessarily that second guy. Um, I mean they. They're really strong at the D-mid position, and you're not necessarily going to be sending a slide every time you're getting dodged on by a D-mid. Exactly, exactly. And like I said, they got – it's not like their D-mids are by far their strength. They got Jesse Bernhardt, I mean, one of the best in the league. So yeah, their their defense is setting up to, uh, to be pretty successful. And then going down the field here, um, looking at their goalies, they have John Galloway and Brett Queener, two guys that both saw time last year. Galloway got the majority of it, and I feel like that's probably going to happen again this year. So John Galloway out of Syracuse. He was Team USA captain, um, Jacksonville um, head coach. And then also some, some, uh, something to think about is I heard when Hopkins was looking for a new head coach, I did hear his name was thrown around a little bit. So that kind of just gives you an idea of how um, – how people regard him within the lacrosse world. I mean, they're talking mm-hmm. about him. Very a, high lacrosse. A young IQ guy who's still playing to potentially take over that job at Hopkins. I mean, I haven't heard a single person, a single teammate say anything bad about this guy. I heard he's a great leader. I mean, being the head coach at Hopkins or being the head coach at Jacksonville mm-hmm. and that Team USA captain, I mean, mm-hmm. those experiences. That's what you want as a goalie. Exactly. Those experiences, like I said, along with Jesse Bernhardt, they, they're going to they're gonna have no shortage of leadership. Um, and then Brett Queener. Kind of a, kind of the opposite of John Galloway, and in that Galloway's more of that steadfast kind of guy, whereas Queener's the running up the field. You know, you see all those highlights back from the MLL of him. Um, oh, I miss those days. Yeah, so I feel like he'll just kind of be that reliever type. Maybe if Galloway's having an off week or if he gets injured, you know, you got Queener there that can kind of step in, and you know, he's not going to lose the game for you. Um, so it's good that they have two two guys there, but I definitely think Galloway's by far the better goalie. And uh, I think yeah. he's definitely going to be their starter for the majority of the season. I mean, statistically, Queener was better last year, but Queener also – so Queener was at like 54% save percentage, but uh, he only saw like 50 shots, 60-something shots. So like – Which is like two games, like, yeah. two full games. Yeah, he, had like, he had like 30 size. saves. Yeah, he had 30, 30-something saves. For reference, Burnlore had like 130-something. So, you know, didn't play as much. Um, 
Galloway, like Galloway was one of the best goalies in the MLL when he played for, I believe he played for the Rattlers. Um, and I was surprised to see last year when he was not doing that hot. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what went on with them last year. They, their defense wasn't bad. They had Joe Fletcher. Um, they had did it, uh, Joel White. Yes, yeah, Joel White too. was playing LSM for them. He had that. Yeah, so, not remember him. He had that nasty Indian pickup, the one-handed one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I, I don't know what was going on with them. Galloway saved like forty-six percent last year. I, I don't know. I would expect him to jump above fifty percent this year. I, I would hope. I agree. I mean, he well, he's that good. We'll see. I think he's we'll underperformed. See. I think a lot of that. I mean, they did bring in a new. I coach. think a lot of that too can be. I mean, not that this is an excuse, but it's they just they weren't. The most successful team last year. Um, there's no getting around that. So I mean, that could have had something to do with it. But yeah, I I would yeah. expect him to be um, kind of above fifty percent there. And it's also hard to, I mean, we're comparing him to the Kyle Burnlores of the world. I mean, the PLL, the starting six goalies. I mean, they're the best in the world, and they had an insane yeah. year last year. So it's not like he necessarily had. A, we're saying he underperformed, but I mean, he saved forty six percent in the PLL. He underperformed yeah. compared to the five other top goalies in the world. Exactly. Like, so, I I think the, I think the Chrome would be just fine. Like I said, they got two guys in the goal in the goal that you know can both play and can both be successful. So, whoever's got the hot hands, yeah. who's who's gonna ride it out with the Chrome? Agreed. So, oh, sure. I mean, you look at the overall uh, team. Like we're sitting here going down the line, and we're saying everything's looking solid, and. For being the worst team in the league last year, uh, my opinion is I believe they're going to be going up. I think this is going to be a solid team this year. Uh, so I'm excited to see what happens. You know, Tambo has pretty much only good things to say about defense. Sam's talking big schmack about midfield. They've got you know, they've got a solid midfield. The they've depth got an attack line we'll that's see. disgusting uh, or should be. But that's yeah, that's the thing too is happen. they had all these pieces last year and they just couldn't get it done. So I mean, that's, you think it has that's why to do my with flop, Starja? my flop percentage before I even announce where I'm putting them at, my flop is going to be six, and I'm putting them at four. Put them at wow, that's that's bold. I think I have them at five. Like, so, wait, all right. So hang on, who who are you putting them in front of? Uh, I have Chaos, um, Atlas, and somebody else. Whipsnakes? Yeah, Whipsnakes. Interesting. No, I've got them at five. I've got them better than the Whipsnakes and the, uh, the Chaos. Um, although I, I don't know. I give them a flop factor of one. Like, I don't think they're going to necessarily do better than five, but I think they'll definitely be better than seven. Um, I mean, Tim, but do you think, like, maybe their underperformance might have something to do with, like, uh, do you think, like, Dom Starja had anything to do with it? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, if you look at it, it's not like they were getting blown out of the water by these teams. It's just, really, they oh, just couldn't. A lot of one-point They games. just couldn't get it done at the, at the end of the game. And, like, it's hard to say what, what that falls onto. I mean, that can be kind of a culture thing within their team, but, I mean... 
I honestly, kind of like you, Sam, I don't think that their flop... I think, if anything, their flop factor should be lower because they are not successful last year because those guys know what that felt like and they know they don't want that to happen again. I mean, I hear Justin Gutterding uh, talk about that last year and, I mean, you can just you can just hear the drive in his voice that he is determined to not let that happen again. Whereas some of these other teams that were just immediately successful and were able to kind of sustain that... It's like they don't have that same kind of that same kind of chip on their shoulder, so I really I don't think they're gonna flop. And I put them. This is a tough one. This was it's right in that middle of the pack where where things get a little sketchy. Um, so I had them at five, right behind the Water Dogs, but I could totally see them um, moving up to that four position or even potentially making a run at it. Um, it really all depends on. Um, that midfield production. I think they got a solid defense. They got a solid goalies. They got a solid attack. It's really just those omitties and will that depth kind of be an issue? Um, especially right. like we were talking, if Connor Farrell can um, kind of push to be one of the best guys in the league, I mean, he was already successful, but if he can kind of give Trevor Baptiste a run for his money, I think they're they're sitting pretty good. And then, like you said, new coach this year, um, Tim Soudin, Tim Soudin, not sure exactly how you say that. I think it's Soudin. Soudin. Um, that might again. That might just breathe a little uh, new fire into them after after last year. It's kind of kind of a little a little makeover. You know, they got those those new details on their jerseys, new head coach, new players. I mean, what else can you ask? I for? like those jerseys. Those jerseys are nice. Yes, yes. Uh, Sam says those jerseys are nice. Literally earlier was just saying, yo, just the helmet on their front of the black one looks so nasty. I said no. I didn't say nasty. I said it looks worse than having the like full like the helmet and the name on the jersey. Yeah. Out of all the uniforms that have been released, I I don't hate the Water Dogs uniforms. I think I would have done them a little bit differently, but I don't hate them. The only one I hate is the Chaos. Man, I feel bad for them. Chaos. We have, what are you? The we have no, them no, no. ranked the, worse than the league, and guess what? With those two tone jerseys are black and red jerseys, they just went to and worse they just swag and the they league. just lost Deemer class too, so they're definitely done. Yeah, they, they, I, dude. Well, buy. first of all, no, they're white. They're white with the off white. Scorpio on it. Yeah, I like, right. I like it's the not, whites. I'm talking about that. The other black one. and red. Oh, disgusting. I feel I bad for the, I don't Sam like. said Sam said this, and I agree. I feel bad for the media team because that comment section Ooh, is horrid. It's bad. Toxic. It's like, it's like you gotta wonder. Like people looked at that and were like, "Oh yeah, this is gonna get That's the people it. going." Like, some, dude, no. some people commented. Some people were like, "These are fire." I was like, "Are no. we looking at the same thing?" No, 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 no. no. I, I gotta admit, I was sad. The Redwoods redid their jerseys. The white ones were definitely an upgrade. The green ones, I thought they took the trees out, and I was sad. I thought the yeah. trees, like the off green trees, were kind of cool. I, I but, agree. You know, but still solid, still good jerseys. Yeah. You know, um, one final note about the uh, the midfield line and the depth. You know, depth is in, is important, but also a note is that a lot of the goal scorers in the PLR are all the attackmen. It it threw the 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 top like twenty. Total point scores in the PLL, like th- two to three are midfielders. I think the three middies that are in the top 20, it's Schreiber, Fricaro, and um, I think Karate. I think it's those three. They have Garnsey on there as a midfielder, but he that's not true. He just played attack. He played attack. Yeah, we, we know he's an attackman. Right. So, I yeah, that's, that's the final note I want to make. Uh, any other final notes? Yeah, shout out to Top Shelf Customs Lacrosse. Fact. The Blue Dogs They're helmets are going to be coming They're giving us extra decals because yes. USPS messed up the shipping. Yes. Love so. to see it. 
Just make sure you guys uh, keep the lookout on our Instagram and such for our new helmets that are going to be coming out. Also, and if we Juice get to it, yes, we're going to be giving away a Juice World dyed lacrosse head in honor of Juice World's album coming out. Uh, well, it just came out today, actually. So uh, make sure you guys go listen to that and follow us on Instagram so you guys can win a Juice World head when we get to a thousand followers. Sir, share with your friends. We're at like 220 right now. Let's bump it up. Can't wait. All right, boys. It was a pleasure. Can't wait to do this. We'll be back. Let's see. Yeah, it's coming out Friday. We'll be back on Monday. Thanks a lot. Oh, that's fine. Whatever. Um, we'll be back with it on Monday. Uh, we'll be doing the Redwoods. Yeah, Redwoods. And then we'll do Water Dogs and Whip Snakes. And that'll finish the PLL preview series. Uh, and then we'll do a little MLL preview. Do some other stuff, fun stuff, and then we'll be right in the season. We'll be right where every lacrosse player wants to be. So, I uh, I can't wait to uh, to do that with you guys, and uh, we'll see you next time.